Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in. Episode 363, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. And uh, we ruffled some feathers yesterday. Vanner coming up. You guys have some topics you're ready to talk about around the NHL. Nylander contract. Uh, what's going on in Vancouver? Quinn Hughes leading the league in scoring. And there was something else on there that you guys mentioned in our chat that you wanted to talk about with Van before while we wait for him. Do you remember what it was? Anyone? Anyone? I'd have to go over my notes. Um but uh, there's there's some good uh, there's some real good. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. There's nope, some real. Good I, I was just gonna the... say there's some real good topics going on around the NHL right now. There's some real positive, um, real positive play by certain teams and certain players. Something that you know, maybe a little bit eyebrow raising. And I'm gonna tell you this: there is a buzz right now in Ontario, uh, Canada, that um, how do the Toronto Maple Leafs sign Alex uh, William Nylander? How do they get him signed? I don't think they can. And the NHL is planning something, a four-team tournament, almost like a little Four Nations Cup. No Russia, though. That's interesting. So we'll talk to Thomas about that. But before we do, yesterday... We ruffled some feathers yesterday. Of all the people to pick on, Craig, we picked on Owen Power. No one's picking on him. That's what I thought. I didn't say no shit, one by is, the way. No one is picking on him. I don't understand. Um, it's you and Paul. No, I'm just joking. I'm not. And, and, and listen, I mean, Paul um, is kind of saying the same thing that I am. Like, he's... He's he's not right now playing confident hockey, whether it's uh, puck movement out of the zone, whether it's structure in the which which he plays, which I think that he's he's um, too sporadic on the ice 
where there's no structure in his, I shouldn't say no structure. It's not the right way to say, because I think that he, I think he's a really insanely highly talented hockey player, but I I said this and I believe this. If we're going to win championships, if we're going to win a lot of games, Owen power needs to be the best defender on this team. And he has not been the best defender. Okay. Do you know anything about these charts and graphs? I, I, I'm going to give this a fair shake because when we say something, someone wants to throw something down our throat, they throw these charts and they have Owen Power. What charts? Buff. What charts so, are you I talking about? It says even t- time of ice, 326. I, I'm not sure what that means. GF, send, it, send it to me so I can look at it. Um, Z score, I don't know what that is. GF, 60 goals, four per 60, I guess. XGF per 60, I, I don't know what that means. Goals against probably. Uh, CF clue what that means XGA and then CA 60. I, I don't that this apparently speaks to how well he's playing. This right here, this this looks like something I did in fourth grade. Actually, my son did graphs last year, fourth grade bar graphs. Yeah, yeah, very, right. very nicely shaded and everything. And and, and that's great. I mean, I, I look at this and I, I'll tell you what this says to me as I've watched every fucking game this year that Owen Power has not impressed me, and it looks like he's struggling defensively. It's He's struggling in his own end, in my opinion. And, and you want to know something? Not just my opinion, a lot of other people, but I wasn't piling on him. So so what uh, does that have to do with the graph, though? I, I'm, what, well, why apparently are we the graphs, graph? that graph means he's playing well. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what that means so i guess the two thick purple so listen i mean let's, let's get something straight the people that are doing the graphs well they're watching the game too under, uh, they are absolutely watching the game yeah they are doing the graphs i guess what i'm trying to say is um the analytics i think is a is a is a fantastic tool and i think every team in the league in today's game needs that analytics side there's no question. Um, but for those graphs, sometimes can be, and I think the people that even do the graphs understand that there's more than just documenting, you know, situational plays, shots, passes, entries, all those types of things when a certain player is on the ice. I think that there's more to the game than just those things. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think analytics how, how much- is. Is is definitely needed. I if I was a GM of a team, I'd be using a tremendous amount of analytics, but at the same time, also using my brain and the eye test to show me and tell me that things may not add up all the time with certain situations. Does that make sense to you, or am I saying that right? Yeah, but I I I don't know how they're they're so different. That's what I can't quite understand. You know what? This is interesting. We should ask Thomas this question as he's a scout and not ask him. Well, yeah, we'll ask him if he, if he takes analytics into, into account. I don't know what these graphs mean. It's just information to try and, you know, figure out on a, on a, on a higher level than just watching a game. It's it's data that you can I think you can use, and I think NHL GMs and and teams should be using this data. And I will say at the end that there's more than just analytics and and just data. There's also the human element to this to certain players that I think you have to take into account, and the eye test does not lie. I Even like though to know. the analytics may be different, these are these are these. It's just gathering information. It's gathering the information. Hey, Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. But fortunately for me, I haven't. But I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. for a car crash. Call Salino, 800-555-5555. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. 
surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains. Incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Look at the lonely old president's trophy up at the top shelf there, eh, Thomas? <laughs> yeah, dug it out of the basement, you know, new office getting in the house, so... Can't find a Stanley Cup anywhere in the basement, so but I found (laughs) I found this one. Got a lot of jerseys though. (laughs) Yeah, they'll stay down there. You have jerseys. Do you have jerseys hung up in your house? No, I don't. No mem no memorabilia at all? At all. Can I ask you something honestly? Because there's no sensitivity here. Mm -mm. Do you wish you had more stability in one place? or two places for longer periods of time? Or did you like bouncing around? Or how hard was that on your family? Oh, I didn't like bouncing around, but I did it to myself. You know, I mean, I turned down a seven-year deal. I probably would have played for the Islanders and then retired. And I would have played for two teams. So it was my own decision, you know. I mean, looking back, I wish, you know, even in Do you Buffalo regret not the time, signing there? Huh? Do you regret not signing there? No, not at all. Just because I loved it, actually. I, and I've said this before. That was um, an awesome, fun, young team. It was great. It was the best line I've ever played on there. I mean, the success I had in the short time, everything was great. Garth Snow is an awesome GM. The, the main reason I didn't sign is because they were moving to Brooklyn. And that was not appealing to me. Yeah, if that team would have stayed... At Long Island, I would have, you know, I would have for sure signed that oh, second. Could you imagine making seven million living there? It was absolutely beautiful there. But That's I mean, I think awesome. you, I think you had to make seven million just to live near the rink. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was like, it, it was one of the the worst places to go and play as a visitor. Mm-hmm. Right. But I could imagine what it would be like to live there. You're a train ride away from Manhattan, but also those like that area is absolutely gorgeous it gorgeous. is it's and, well, but you know what a lot it's, of shitty areas there too i mean yeah but we it's talking it rives, it's the same I've, I've i've heard you say this a million times in this podcast here about buffalo you know guys don't want to go there just like you didn't want to come and now you've been there for 20 years well that's that's the same how people feel about long island at least i did pd yeah. just mentioned it i mean when i well, got the phone a- call that i'm going to the new york islanders i'm like you have to be kidding me uh, out of all yeah. the other spots out there, this is where I'm going. And then once I got there, I'm like, holy shit, I've never seen this part of town. Because all we do as hockey players is what? Go to that shitty old Marriott, overlook the old building, and then we leave town again. That's it. Yeah. We never spend much. I'm, Banner, I'm going to tell you the truth about when I was traded from San Jose to Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, the city, for me... Um, was not the reason why I did not want to go there. It had nothing to do with it. I played 12 years in a division that I played against Buffalo. I did not like Lindy Ruff. I did not like the team. I hated the Buffalo Sabres. I remember the Sabres arena, the fans were a very, very difficult place to play. They always had super insanely tough teams. Even their skilled guys played with grit. I just didn't like the team. I didn't like, it's not that I didn't like Buffalo. I didn't like the Buffalo Sabres because I played with, I played against them in my divisions against them so much and built up such a, anger towards them that when I got traded there, I was like, Oh, jumping man. This is literally the only place in the league that I wouldn't want to go. Riv. You should have seen our team group chat when we traded for you. Wasn't the style of player that we were worried about getting. It was, it was the person that was coming in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Likewise. That's why I didn't phone Darcy back for two months. Cause you're all, I don't know if you know this, but all the idiots got in on a petition saying, don't, 
Sure you did. Change your mind. <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> yeah. Chris. And then I walk into a team that has literally, I, I, I've never seen a more immature team in Get my entire fuck fucking life. Got named captain like such a month a later. Thank God. That's it a great... was, thank God. Thank God mentally I'd already quit hockey that before you got there. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rip, I, I inspired think... you and our team when me and you were there, Petey. Yeah. You inspired me to not care. You're you're the only <laughs> one that complained more than me. That was tough at that time. <laughs> But anyways, so you're telling me you think I can you play? Went to uh, you would have got traded to Boston. You would have had the same feeling. Hundred percent. I would have loved to be a Boston Bruin. I would have loved <laughs> to be a Boston Bruin. I would love to be a Boston Bruin. What about? So he, hey Thomas, he doesn't. They even were... realize he doesn't. He, he doesn't even realize that he just completely contradicted himself. Does he? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Because I'm pretty sure the Bruins and the Canadians are a lot more of a rivalry than yeah. The but you, here's the thing: I respected the Bruins. <laughs> I respected. Yeah, I respected. You didn't respect us. Conference finals. I didn't respect you guys. I hated you guys. Hated everybody on your team. Yeah, literally everybody on your team. Oh, let's uh, have this conversation around, on next Tuesday, and I think it might be different again. Oh, uh, I can't wait for after. I've after never. The I've never. I've never not said. Exactly what I'm saying to you now. All right. Thomas. Maybe it was the maybe it was the slug at that time, the jersey you didn't like. No, I did I came in when the slug was was brought in. That was it? That was, yeah. that was the year. And it's just you guys like remember? I'm looking Who at these it? jerseys. Yeah. But the, how, the goat has been around for a long time. 96. No? 96. I would have been 16. Craig would have been 30. Okay. <laughs> 96. <laughs> You're looking sexy today, though. Nice oh glasses, God, good staff. Was it Larry Quinn that came in and was like all happy with this new jersey they came up with? He's like, you guys got to see this. This is our new jersey. And then he opened it up and it's a slug. And everyone was like, is this a joke? Yeah, this is terrible. Were, it was we're going we, to wear this? It was It was absolutely. I remember seeing it. I was. I used to, I stayed that summer and trained every day. <laughs> and I remember it was. there was this jersey hanging in the back. <laughs> and, it, and I walked in. And Rip Simonic goes, there it is, Petey. There's the it new fucking blue, the blue worst, gold jersey. Worst design I, ever. I said, no way. I said, is that like, I said, is, are they doing like a, a Bills football jersey or something? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What is happening here? And then we were the laughing stock of the league. We we're the best team in the league. We we're the laughing stock. I remember I'm sitting on the bench. In the yeah, at that time, we weren't the best team in the league, but I, yeah, think we, I was 06. So that jersey. Hey, that jersey came out in 06, 07. Yeah. Oh, we went to the conference finals in 0506 in the Goathead, and then they switched in 0607 over to the over to that slug jersey. Yeah, we're in we're in Atlanta. There's two thousand people in the stands. We're kicking their ass. <laughs> there's no there's no emotion in the arena, and they throw a banana up on the screen <laughs> with with eyes and a horn. And they put it on a blue jersey, and all two thousand people start fucking roaring, laughing at us, and we're like first place in the league by a long shot. It's absolutely humiliating. It's embarrassing. You know, those, and the two thousand people that were there, they got the ticket because they bought a subway. <laughs> it came with the sub. Buy <laughs> a meatball sub. A five dollars foot long, and you get uh, a ticket. <laughs> But yeah, let's bring him yeah. back. <laughs> I was just gonna say the same thing. Let's bring it back. Mm. Question for you. Okay, so we were talking about um Owen Power yesterday. And before you came on, I just kind of casually mentioned to Craig that our discussion yesterday definitely pissed a lot of people off, especially a lot of people that rely heavily, not solely, but heavily on analytics. Mm -hmm. And it was about Owen Power's play. I don't want to talk to you so much about Owen Power's play. I want to mm -hmm. talk to you about the use of analytics and 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 you being a scout now. Yeah. I don't even know how to pose the question. Does it have anything to do with how you watch a hockey player? None. I'm not a I'm I'm, I'm maybe I'm old school in that that part. I think there is room for analytics for certain things. But overall, I think any 
hockey guy, you have to watch the game and watch tendencies, in my opinion. So analytics does not these. I mean, it's 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 kind of like plus minus, really, right? That's the old school analytics. Oh, he's a good defender. He's in plus. Well, show me a good goalie. Show me a good coach. Typically, they're a good team. But if I were to tell you that you went and watched the game, Vanner, and let's mm-hmm. just say you were you were scouting uh, three players that were playing in that game, one on one team, two on the other. And you sat there and you watched those guys, and obviously you're 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 documenting certain things that you're seeing, um, you know, skating ability, ability to make plays under pressure, mm-hmm. um, things uh, like one-on-one battles um, in open ice in the corners, um, compete level. Um, Still haven't seen anything you, that you can put. A, a, so a you statistic you, you next also to, yeah. are watching for an example a certain player on the one side get scored on. Okay, it was his fault. You're mm-hmm. you're watching body language. You're watching how he's going to react going off the ice. How he's going to react coming onto the ice on his next shift. You're going to watch oh, all those things with his teammates. That's right. That's right. So interacts with the coach. Yes. My question to you is. Um, you're going to be watching things, you know, that um, once the play is done, mm-hmm. there's a scuffle. You're going to be watching. How quickly does that player go into the scrum? Who is he grabbing? What is he doing? Is he chirping? Is he not chirping? Is he passive or is he aggressive? You're going to watch things that aren't in the game. Okay. These, these are analytics that are not being shown on a graph because you can't graph these things. Okay, because it's happening after the whistle, but I after the whistle stuff is still a big part of of hockey. Okay, so what I'm asking you as a as a scout that watches, you know, younger players and 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 older players, are you are you using your ability for an eye test? But at the same time, don't you think it's a a good thing at the end of it to to see the analytics of certain players and to see how it's grafted out? after the game but what what analytics are you talking about like give me an example the the analytics of what you're watching a player that gets scored on okay and let's say it's his fault the analytics for that would you know how long he's playing in his zone when i think of analytics is i'll give you an example i played in detroit and the analytics guy came in and was telling our power play hey when you guys enter on the left side, you're able to set up 60% more or whatever. And I looked at, I remember this really, really well, actually, which a lot of times I don't. And I look at Zetterberg, I'm like, is this guy for real? And he looked at me too. He goes, he's like, our breakout is a certain way. It doesn't determine that we enter on the left or the right. It has no impact. It just happens to be because most of the time it's Z that carries it and he's a left-handed player. Well, making a little shimmy to the right and entering on the left, that's his go-to move. What does that stab matter? Of course he's going to enter more in the left because he's a left-handed player. It, it makes no impact to me. I need to watch the game. And, and it just ribs. All these things you mentioned, there's nothing to do with analytics. And even in between whistles, is he talking to his partner? Is he boxing out? Is there an analytic stat that says how much he's talking to his partner? Maybe there is. Maybe they have cameras that that's just track the face or something and see if his mouth is moving. I've, well, here's I, I here's no an idea. analytic stat for him. Yeah. He can give this a whirl. Two Red Bulls. <laughs> Go two Red Bulls before each game. <laughs> two Red Bulls. And then uh, if that's not working, I don't know. Have a maybe a sniffer. We can have have a have a sniffer, and uh, if you're congested, throw in a couple Sudafed too. I don't know, and a coffee, and you should be ready to go. Look, I'm not I'm not having the conversation to squash analytics or try to make anybody feel stupid. That's not that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I told Craig before we came on. I said, you know. I said, we really upset some people, and I showed him this graph. There's a bar graph out there, and and apparently the bar graph indicates that Owen Power is, is just fine. There is a place for analytics, and I'm not shitting on it either. But to me, I'm a hockey guy. 
I need I, to me, it's the eye test to watch games. So moving Absolutely. on from that. Yeah. I think Absolutely. there's not struggling. I think what's wrong with a guy like Owen Power, and it's not just him, it goes across the league, is expectations. Just because the guy, the, the kid signs a huge deal, all of a sudden he's going to be a 20 goal scorer, 40 assist guy? No, he can make 8 million bucks. And you guys talked about it yesterday with, with Hambone. Is for him to be effective, you got to be good defensively. You got to box out, you got to use your stick better. And if you chip in 20, 30 points, that's all right. A guy like Darlene with his talent, well, yeah, yeah I need him 60-point guy because that's the new NHL. Well, that's so – expectations are have to be different. And that's the thing. It's like I just hope that that young man I, – I hope that they've expressed to him and sat down saying, listen, you've signed this contract because you're that good. And we feel so comfortable about your game is going to continue to evolve from what it is already. But we don't need you to go and score 20 goals and add, you know, 40 assists for 60 points. Because if you do that, then it might hurt our ability to win hockey games. We need you to be the best defender on this team this year. And if you have that mindset of defending first and moving pucks to the forwards as quickly as possible, and he's such a big man and such a great skater, close up plays, trap plays, and get that puck going the other way as quickly as possible. And he's a pretty damn good skater. So if you have an opportunity to move up ice, choose your choose your times. But it's about defending as well as you possibly can for this hockey team, because he plays a lot of minutes and we need him to be the best defender on the ice. I'll end on this. And then we're going to transition. This is, you don't even need to comment either one of you. Cause I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Nylander. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he needs a partner, a proper partner. Thought that might have been known by now. If you listen to a certain show over the course of the <laughs> summer, you would you would know that there was a need for a number two pairing defenseman for Owen Power. A need. You didn't have one. There's no experiment. You needed one, the right one. Before we yeah. move on, what do you guys think about Ryan Johnson? Love him. Yeah, I you told called you that one this he, last he called, year. You called that one, and I, 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 I couldn't believe it. And then here's this kid blocking shots, rifling pucks up the ice, snapping pucks on the tape. He is. Uh, I'm glad you brought him up because he's a young guy that I would love to see them keep. He's a young kid. He's not. How old he's is a he? Quiet kid, but he's a competitor. I, I watched him. I say youth. I say young from the standpoint of. Time NHL in the experience. He might be 21, 22, mm-hmm. drafted at 18, played four years college, might mm-hmm. be a late birthday. I don't know. Maybe he's 23. I don't know. But so he's not young from the standpoint of, of Zach Benson, but he's Correct. young from the standpoint of time in the league, is what I meant. Correct. He is tw- he is 22. Yes. 22 years old. When's his birthday? Not 18, not 19, he's not 20 or 21. He's 22. Played all <laughs> four years college, um, developed in that league. And I'm Vanner. I'm surprised um, that we brought that up because you know we're 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 all about shitting on the top players with uh, you know. But let me tell you, he has been a incredible, incredible piece, and quite frankly, quite frankly, a a, ver- a version of a player that should be in this lineup every single night. Now I, I don't agree. Now, if 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 again, I will go back and 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 I'll just premise this that if you have Zach Benson on your on one of your lines, third line in the top nine, then I don't think you're a playoff team. That's just my opinion. And I argued with that Paul the other day. It's not that Zach Benson is not an absolutely outstanding young hockey player. It's they need a different type of player, an older player that can help this team and galvanize this team in the right direction. Ryan Johnson is not a top four defenseman yet. I still believe they need a top four defenseman. 
They need a top four guy that's going to play with Owen Power that has the ability to play 24, three minutes a night with this this guy because that's how much he plays. He's a he's just a rover out there. I still I still I've said that Petey and I were saying that back in the summertime that they need to go and address the top four defense position. Yoki Haru, sorry, his well, time's up. He needs a, to be moved on. Here's a crazy thought. I'm not saying this should happen. I'm, this is not I'm just saying maybe it's not a top four D partner to play with Owen Power. Maybe it's a top four D partner to play with Ryan Johnson. I would, you know, what would be amazing. It would be amazing if Owen Power played like Ryan Johnson. Do you know that at six foot six? I would love it if Owen Power played like Ryan Johnson. Owen Power should take notes from the rookie who's older than he is. This kid is fantastic. He's fantastic. And if if Owen Power were doing what he was, laying down, blocking that shot, I mean, are you kidding me? Lifting up sticks, boxing out, taking hits, making plays, snapping pucks. I mean, if Owen Power were playing like Ryan Johnson, we'd be saying we'd underpaid this guy. Yeah, I've been a big fan of this kid, and I was shocked as a you know he had a, he had a choice to not sign and be a free agent, and a lot of teams would have been after him. A lot of teams. What, is, what does this team I've need, watched. Thomas? Just on on the back end, just you know, I think I think we could probably think that. Um, you know, Samuelson, Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power are staples in this lineup. Um, I've been insanely pleased with Eric Johnson. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but for what he brings in his job description, he is a role player, a penalty killer that I think has been really strong. Um, and I love how he plays the game in his role. Right, he's on the EJ, he's a EJ third a pairing player. guy. Unbelievable! I've loved him on. How about in, the snipe he had in Chicago? Yeah, you know the old buck uh, <laughs> doing a little Dewey Dangle. It looked <laughs> like he was twenty years old again. Yes, and it's and and listen, I don't expect that from him, but I will say that I was uh, very pleasantly surprised and happy for him because he is a hell of a hockey player and. You know, maybe not at at the level of what he was, you know, you know, five years ago or whatever. But uh, he is a big piece. I I've, I've really enjoyed what he's brought to this team. But they still need to figure out that defense core. They still need to kind of figure out where does Yoki Haru fit in on this defense core. Where does, does where does Clifton fit into this defense core? If you're going to be running uh, a Ryan Johnson every night, which I believe that he should be in the lineup every night, you know, a pretty damn good pair would be would be Eric Johnson and and uh, which team from last year to this season is playing some really good hockey right now? Pardon, say that again. Which team that last year struggled and this year? Is playing really well. What's the first team that would come to mind Vancouver, when I say that? Vancouver. There you go. It's mind blowing right now with what the hell is going on there. And I asked, I, I was talking with Petey about this. How the hell do you go from struggling so bad, <laughs> so, so bad, and ultimately have the exact same team that you had the year before? Mm-hmm. With, with well, they few- did. They, they traded for Philip Ronick, who I played with from Detroit. The defenseman. Defenseman. Yep. And a lot of people at the time were like, I think they gave up a first round pick. If I'm, I, I don't know, was it a first round or a second round Keep pick? Going. I'll check. I'll check right now. But a uh, lot of people did not like that move. And me, as a player who knows the kid, played with him, saw what he can do. I loved it because my immediate thought when I saw this, I'm like, they're getting this guy right-handed defenseman because Quinn Hughes is going to be their best player and he needs a partner. And those two guys have been pretty damn special. Well, they so gave they up a first a rounder, Thomas, there you go. and a second rounder. <laughs> and a second. So, yeah. Yeah. so they obviously saw something. Uh, they received mm-hmm. a fourth Detroit uh, or Vancouver, Vancouver received a fourth. And how do you say his last name? Hornick. Ronick. Ronick. Phil um, Ronick. 
Yeah. So, I mean, he's, uh, he's played pretty damn good, hasn't he? He's been a pretty good partner for Penn Q's, right? So they, they, they went out and said, we need to find this kid a partner. And they did. So two things changed. I think their best defenseman got a partner that makes them a solid, solid pair. Demko is healthy. And Rick Tockett is a hell of a coach. So goaltending, a right-hand shot defenseman, and good coaching? Mm. <laughs> you obviously need more pieces. I mean, I mean, JT Miller is a hell of a player playing up to his standard. think the standard. coaching change had anything to do with it? Well, yes, that's what he just said. The exit of – how about the exit of OEL? Well, I, I, I don't know so much about the – you know, I, I think he's a good player. He's Bull playing good Horvath. in Florida. He just – they just didn't need him because they needed Ronick in there. Another um, defenseman that fits better of the system that Tockett wants to play, in my opinion. What kind of system does uh Ronick play? How, what what's his what's his go to? How's what is he what is he what type of player is he? I think he's a great skating defenseman that has that can play offensive upside when I played with him. He's got a bomb of a shot and he can defend. So he can defend, he can skate. He's a right-handed shot. He's got a bomb of a shot. Tell me, he's not physical. He, he's there's some physicality to this game. Because <laughs> you just named the greatest defenseman of all time. Well, look, is he? Have you? I mean, Vancouver games get late for me. They get really late for you guys where you live. But that team is fun to watch. I mean, I, I love watching fun teams like the Avalanche. I actually, you know, uh, Vegas. I mean, Vancouver has been so fun to watch. Uh, Patterson is, God, he's a wizard. He's what fun you, to watch. When's the last time we've seen a, a defenseman league the lead, league lead the league in points? When's the last time that's happened? Well, I don't think I've ever seen it because it was probably Bobby Orr. <laughs> Reds, like, you were probably in the league. Was he? Was he? Uh, <laughs> were you a rookie? Bobby, I mean, I don't know, Bobby Orr. Well, Bobby Orr is the last defenseman to go Lead through the an entire scoring, season, right? and but, but there's also there's also players in the league that year that had 125 points, right? Yeah, no, I know, but I, I'm just saying that. At some point, he led know, his team. Over he led his team in points. Correct, Romaniosi. Not the league, not the league. Right, yeah. and and I don't think, I think Romaniosi. If you look back to the last defenseman to lead his team in points, it was like twenty years or something. It was a long, long time. Well, and then but, it happened um, last year, right, with with Carlson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. William Nylander, what's his price? 12, 12 and a half, 13? Definitely not. Okay. Definitely, definitely not. Um, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to um, Nick Kiprios on his uh, pod up in Toronto talking about um, – William Nylander and how well 
he is playing this year. And the one thing that they kind of mentioned, and if you can remember back when William Nylander ended up signing his contract, he sat out, if you remember that. And yep. when he came back for his first, uh, you know, you know, once he signed the contract, do you remember how he was getting, he got shredded like 15 games in, he had like one assist or something like that. It just seemed like, it, it seemed to me like they were talking about his character. Like they were concerned that once he does sign this contract, and let's just say it's an $11 million a year for eight year deal that they were, they were uncomfortable with him becoming complacent after the deal is signed. And I thought that was pretty interesting because these guys obviously follow the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like it's like a religion up there. And for them to say that about a player who's doing so well right now, obviously this is what happens when you got these guys, uh, they, they, they pop out and have, you know, career years. He's got 12 goals. But Rev, let me stop points. you right there. Let me stop you right there. Okay. What is he making right now? 6.9. So when he goes from 6.9 to 11, he's going to get complacent? Not the one who brought it up. No, I, I know. I know. I, I'm, that's, I, I know you're bringing somebody else up, but to my, I mean, that, that, that to me is like, it makes zero sense. The guy has made the, he's made a lot of money already. Yep. But he's, he's also looking at more. He's also looking at three players that he's played with for the, for many, many years that have been making a lot more than he has four million on average a year. Okay. And now all of a sudden you have an Austin Matthews who had 85 points and 40 goals last year, where I think Nylander outscored him and he's outscoring him again this year. And William Nylander sits there and goes, why am I always the lower guy in the totem pole here? Why am I that guy? I think that's what's happening. And William Nylander has produced at a, at a very high level for, for many years I don't, in Toronto. I don't, see, I, I, again, I don't think he sits there and be like, why am I taking the, if he, if, how long was his deal? I can't, PD, do you have that? Who's when that? he signed, when he sat out. And I think he, then he signed. He like, signed a six-year deal, six deal for forty-five deal. million. Yeah. So, if that six-year deal would have been a three-year deal, do you still think he would be making six point nine right now? Because to me, he's produced he for probably make, many, he would have many been years. Making eight million, eight and a half. Yeah, he would have made more. So Matthews, he did a shorter-term deal. So he's he's con, you know he is bet on himself. So in the last six years, Nylander can't sit there and be like, God, I should be making more because, well, yep. you can't. You have a deal. But guess what? Now he's up, and now he's going to get paid. There's only one player. And he's already getting paid. Eight to ten years that is allowed to complain about how much money he was making, and that was Callie Yarncrook when he was in Nashville. Guy was scoring 20 goals, getting 45 points. He was on a six-year deal for $2 bucks. <laughs> yeah. The greatest salary cap contract in the history of the nhl do you remember when he signed that deal and this was Mm -hmm. like a long time ago Mm -hmm. we all we all looked at each other like i really do not get that deal that is that is who's who what agency would would sign that deal what player at his point in that 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 time would turn that down he was he just had one year in the league i think and he had just and how many goals do you have tell you right now what he had Tell you right now what his contract was that, that I year. He's I think 20, 20 something. I believe 16, 17, he signed that contract. So in 14, 15, he played 74 games. He had 18 points. In 15, 16, he had 81 games. He had 30 points. He signed a six-year deal for $12 million. He was yeah, I guess that's not too bad, eh? Yeah, yeah I take it all back. I take it all back. Sorry, boys. Well, million in Nashville. How's he turned that? But down? I also, I also remember thinking to myself, man, this kid is going to go off. He's a really, really good hockey player. But I totally understand signing that contract. Hold Can't on, turn down twelve million dollars. First year on the deal, he he had thirty-one points. Okay, yeah, you know, right around that price. The next year, thirty-five and sixty-eight games. 
Then he had 26 points. Then he was putting up uh, 34. Like he was, I mean, he was 30, uh, maybe 45 was a stretch on the point side. But he had, the year he had, he played 49 games. He had 28 points. He played 49 games. He had 26 points, 12 goals. Then he had 20 goals. That was with uh, Toronto. Toronto signed under pretty much, I think, the exact same contract, didn't they? I don't, I don't, not the years, right? No, yeah, not the years. But No, the, he's but making 2.1 in yeah. Toronto. Mm-hmm. But yeah. does this guy does this guy have a, a family? Just doesn't want to make money. Eh? To make <laughs> but Vanner Vanner, going back deals. to uh uh William Nylander. I best I best player in the league right now. Well, listen, I, I know that they want I know that they want to keep him. That is literally a thousand percent. And I know that they well, have wouldn't. no problem paying him an eleven million dollars. They have no problem. The problem is John Tavares. He mm-hmm. is where this whole thing completely gets screwed up because you have an Austin Matthews next year is going to be making 13.25. You have Mitchell Neal, uh, Mitchell, Mar- Mitchie Marner is <laughs> Mitchie ten- Nylander. Yeah, Mitchie Nylander. <laughs> uh, Mitch, Mitch Marner oh. makes 10.9 on the last year of his deal. You have John Tavares makes $11 million on the last year of his deal. But they can't sign William Nylander to an $11 million deal. Even though they would want to, they just can't afford it for the 2024-25 season. Is Johnny T playing bad hockey right now? He's got 19 points, 7 goals, and 17 17 games. That's pretty productive, right? He's on pace for 90. He's on pace for like a 90, (laughs) uh, you know, point Mm -hmm. here. Right, but but you are correct. That is, the, it's that not, is you, you and can't. it's not that they don't like John Tavares. It's right. just salary cap wise, they cannot sign William Nylander to the contract because next year is the year that everything gets screwed up. Mm-hmm. So it it'll be interesting. You know, you have you know we I I read an article and I think that you sent it uh, to. Uh, both of us vanner mm-hmm. talking about when you when you go to sign players like this you're talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs having to spend an 11 million dollars to sign this player so when you look at it and you look around the NHL so if you were to sign if if the if Florida Panthers let's just say Florida Panthers are very interested in William Nylander, okay? Tampa Bay Lightning, Dallas Stars, Vegas Golden Knights, Nashville. They only have to pay William Nylander $8.5 million, which is the same as an $11 million deal in Ontario, um, Toronto, because of taxes. And this is how skewed and screw up the NHL is because there's certain teams that have such an insane um, advantage advantage because of the tax situation. You know, it's the same thing that happened with uh, Steve Stamkos. I remember hearing back in the day that Buffalo Sabres offered him 11, 11 and a half million dollars to come to Buffalo. And mm-hmm. he, he turned it down to stay in Tampa Bay for eight and a half which is the same equivalency. You didn't lose money. No. So. It drives you know. me absolutely nuts. It drives me when we played in the league and I would mention this to the PA in a salary cap era, certain teams have a huge advantage because of tax purposes. So a team like Toronto, like the Buffalo Sabres, they should get you know, what is it? Uh, a 10% An exemption, uh, tax well, they, exemption. They, they, well, not the tax exemption, but instead of 84 millions, they should be allowed to spend 90 million to be able to compete with the Dallas and stuff. And and there's no way they couldn't calculate that or come up with some the the equation or formula that would be needed. That would take it, him five minutes. I bet Steve Barlick has already done that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> done Steve that. has done this for sure. Because I've talked to him about this. Do you think that there's a team out there right now, Vanner, that um, you could see William Nylander moving towards? 
ton of teams who wouldn't want him. He is, I love his game. I've, I've always liked him, but even when people shit on him, like, and right now, obviously he is, I mean, his confidence is at a level that I don't even know because I, I didn't even get to that level ever. The game must be so slow to him right now. Like every time he has that puck, his feet are moving, but his brain is just sitting still. He's like, I know what's going to happen. I mean, he makes he makes plays happen all over the ice, and he's finishing. What other forward is getting is going to be a free agent that's going to get paid. Oh, you have one on the top of your mind. Who is it? Ooh, Who is it? Free, unrestricted free agent? Unrestricted oh, free agent. Unrest- oh, my God. Former Buffalo Sabre. Oh, Samson. Oh wow! He's going to he's going to Vancouver for sure. No way. Oh yeah, he's going to stay right where he is. <laughs> because how much how much do you think um, Sam Reinhardt realistically? Like, let's be honest. How much is he as a player? How much is he worth? How much do you think he's going to ask for? And how much do you think the deal is going to? He'll ask for from florida or free agency Big i'm difference. talking i'm talking about um so first off first off i will i will say this i don't think sam reinhardt wants to leave florida he's living in paradise on a highly competitive hockey team that's going to be i think good for many years to come okay so i don't think sam reinhardt wants to leave that so let's just let's just worry about um, not him hitting unrestricted free agency. And let's talk about what you think that Sam Reinhart currently right now. And how old Sam? 27? Would he be 27, Vanner? That's uh, even younger, maybe, right? He got in the league nope. when he's, he's got 28. 18. He's 28? Okay. He's 28 years old. Um, just turned 28 November 6th. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's 28 years old. He's going to be signing... I would think probably an eight-year contract with Florida. What is the number that that you would be comfortable with signing Sam Reinhardt? That I would be comfortable with? Or they, yeah, I, I mean, both of you guys. Seven times seven? <laughs> seven times seven. God. Okay. Well, Banner, what do you, think what, what, what so you, you can... Ten, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa. So you're saying he's a $9.5 million player on the open market? Hell yeah, he Abs- is. Hell, hell yes. Really? <laughs> he's got 25 points in 18 games. He's I know got 13 goals already. To me, it's pretty simple. He's he he wants the same deal as his buddy Kachuk. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that you need to realize. He what? scored 31 goals last year. He scored 33 goals the year before. He, he scored a terrible 20, start last year too. He scored that. 25 goals in 54 games the year before that. He scored 22, 22, 25, 17, 23. The guy has the guy is so underappreciated in this league. It is ridiculous. So he's 28 years old. Right-handed modern day Wayne Gretzky. Go ahead, Fred. I'll let it nope, I, 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 I believe that the standard on the team I can't believe simple. that. Nine million. Oh my God. I don't think he'll make nine million. And I'm gonna million. tell you why. Oh my God. Um, you have the standard on the team is Alex uh uh Barkoff, who makes ten million dollars. Alex. Alexander. Al. Al. Alex Barkoff. And you have Austin Matthews, who just signed a deal for nine and a half million dollars, who had how many hundred point seasons in his short time playing in this uh in this league? Uh, let me look him up. He Please had a hundred and four, a hundred and nine. So I would think if if Sam Reinhardt wants to stay with the um, Florida Panthers, he's going to be signing somewhere between eight and nine million dollars. That's kind of what I see for him because they still have players on Florida that are going to need contracts in in the coming months. Like Brandon Montour, for an example, who has not played this year, had an insane year last year, and he's going to need to get paid. He made, makes $3.5 million. He's going to be a lot more than that, and I think they're going to want to keep him. There's going to be players that you're going to need to pay. So you can't overextend your hand for a player like Sam Reinhardt, but I still think 
if you go and pay Sam $8 million on an eight-year deal, $64 million, if he goes to the open market and Toronto's like, yeah, we really want him because we lost Nylander, you're going to be paying him an insane amount of money in Toronto to get him there because of the tax differences, right? So it's like, you know, $8 million in, in Florida is $10.5 million in Toronto. Right. No, I, and I'm with you. I don't think he wants to leave. He loves it there. His his play has shown it, how much fun he's having. The one thing you have to include with these guys, and it sucks because sometimes it handcuffs, you know, GMs and whatever, is you do. You got to give them a major deal. Is it eight? Is it eight and a half? It has to be that number, I think. But you got to probably include a no-move clause. He goes, if I'm staying 100%. here for less then I get to dictate if I want to move or not. Would you not agree? If you're in his shoes. Very much so. Because if he's going to sign a deal less that he's worth, which is still a shit ton of money, but that's not. And then and two years later, he gets traded to Montreal or somewhere else. He'd be like, oh, shit, I should have just been a free agent and then chose my own destination, right? So the no movement class is big for players. It really is. And that's got, and it has to be included to take less. That's right. And they have, they have guys that they need to sign. That's what you need to understand. Mm -hmm. You just can't throw an insane amount of money on your top players. Cause you still need to fill out a solid roster. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of guys. I got to look at Samson's analytics before I can pay him that kind of cash. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Feedy. That's good. Tell me about this four-team tournament that they're excluding Russia from. I don't get it. I really don't because I think we're all craving international hockey. I mean, I've played in, in, in the World Cup. I've played in the Olympics, and it's – I mean, I played with Austria in the Olympics knowing that I'm not going to win a medal. That's just the way it is. But it was still unbelievable to be part of it, you know. So, so hearing that – the NHL or hockey's coming back with the best players in the world to the Olympics is exciting to me. But this this new thing, what they're doing, it's I I don't I don't see the benefit. A four they're not calling it the World Cup of hockey. We're only doing it with four teams. Like well, the women have the four nations cup, and I believe it's the same four team, four teams. Canada, US, Finland, Sweden. Four why nations. those four, why those four, Petey? Well, in women's hockey, those are the best teams. Yeah. I mean, anything yeah, else yeah, after yeah, that, yeah. Okay. you start bringing in other teams, it's like yep. 52 yeah. to 3. Yes. But, you know, here, like, I feel like there are a few other teams that you could throw, like Czech, uh, well, Russia, who, who, Slovakia. Is Leon Dreisaitl a top player in the world? Very well, they should have so. a team that's just called the rest. I was on that. It's called Team Europe. It was Austria, <laughs> Germany, Slovakia, all the smaller countries that we were competitive. And, you know, at the time when we made this team, I was super pumped to be on it and exciting to be part of a, a World Cup. But you know what? The media was shitting on us. They're like, what is this? These are a bunch of scrubs. You know, we had, you know, Norway with Zuccarello was part of it. And Char you had Chara too, didn't you? Oh yeah, we had the Slovaks. We had Char Hosa. Yeah, Gabrik Hosa. Yeah, that's insane. Which again, do do, and then they made the young team, which was super exciting, right? Yeah, the McDavid's, were. the McKinnons. Yeah. So, do do you have to go back to that format? No, you don't. But uh, you have to include the Czech Republic, the in the Slovaks, the Swiss. Look how many good Swiss players there are in the league. Germans, like I know they don't have twenty NHL guys. But it's still fun to watch, you know, teams like Germany and Slovakia compete and see if they can upset a U.S. or a Canada or a Sweden or a Finland. I just don't understand why. Why does he have to be four teams? Be eight, be ten. The more, the better. No. If you do four, four, what what does that do? Well, why don't you just have a B level pool and you guys can try and get into the the, the top four? Well, where I are have, the best players? I have in a gold world medal fight? actually in the B pool. <laughs> I'll bring it next Tuesday. Oh man. <laughs> Hang it from that president's trophy up there. It, it hey, it looks the same as the A pool. You just don't if you don't turn it around, you would never know. <laughs> it looks the same as Rivs, I guarantee you. 
Yeah, but we both know it's not the gold. Looks well if you turn it around. Okay, it's oh, it's gold. It's just the bead pool gold. But anyways, <laughs> don't don't you guys agree with me? Like, shouldn't I agree? Well, that would be the be World Cup. Teams? Then it's more fun. Yes, it'd be the World Cup, not? right? So why are they doing, Petey? Why hotels. are they doing four teams? Not enough hotels that weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're unbelievable. Anything to add, Vanner, before we get out of here? No games tonight. At all? Unless the NHL app is wrong. Why? Why are there no games tonight? I, I don't understand. No games Thursday either, but that's Thanksgiving. But I, that's I Thanksgiving. I understand that. I played a game on Thanksgiving once in Boston. I thought Boston always had a Thanksgiving day, but I think now it's mandated in the CBA probably that Thanksgiving is off. I think you're right on that. Yeah. But why? Why on a Tuesday? And then there's 14 games tomorrow. Zero games, and then the next night you come back with 14. What? Why is there no, <laughs> there no hockey tonight? <laughs> I'm going to the NBA app right now. Bet you guys don't have, I bet you guys don't have the NBA app. I don't know. Is Do, it better the, than the NHL app? It's not identical to the NHL because Gary Batman literally strips everything from the NBA anyway, or at least he did when Stern was running it. That's how they learned how to rig drafts. I don't understand. So many people are complaining about this app. And it is not easy to navigate anymore. Why has it not been changed? There's no games tonight, boys. In the NBA? NBA I don't games. I care about the NBA. I do. Oh, yeah, they got a bunch of games. Oh, so you're all set. <laughs> so, you guys, let's let's come back tomorrow and after One, the whistle, two, NBA. Three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games in the NBA tonight. How many games in the NHL tomorrow night? Fourteen tomorrow. Now, fourteen and fourteen. Figure it out. These leagues talk because you got because the NBA. You're, you're, you're not a. You're not doing the same audience, Petey. No, but it's the TV TNT runs, and I bet some of these games are on ESPN also. But here's my we we've talked yeah, about this ESPN, again last you got year. Ten o'clock ESPN game. You got a seven thirty uh, Bucks Celtics on ESPN. So TNT is all NBA tonight, and uh, ESPN is um, cornhole, bowling. What do we got tonight? <laughs> <laughs> cornhole. Uh, I love that word. I can't believe there's an actual game called Cornwall. What's this? You want to fight Cornwall? Someone said to me once, I'm living in the U.S. Someone's like, you want to play Cornwall? I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I, don't, I call it bean bags. So who's and on tomorrow so I can plan ahead if I even need to listen or not? JR. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. He's always fun. He pisses a lot of people off, though. I don't understand that. He's pretty good with that, yeah. He, he definitely <laughs> <laughs> he has an opinion. <laughs> he has an opinion. And, uh, you know. Well, I'm sorry. I'll say this, and I know he'll never hear because he doesn't have time to listen to us. But it is a shame, and the Hall of Fame just went through again. And it's a shame that, you know, you, I look at a guy like Henrik Lundqvist who had a phenomenal career. But I could have found guys that should have been in before him. I could have found players that should have been in before him. Just saying. This happens every year, though. Right? Every year. Not sure I agree with that one, Petey. Um, he's a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer, I think. It's undeniable. He's literally at the very peak pinnacle of goaltending for an extremely long career. But he yeah. didn't win a Stanley but, Cup. But 
But no one is. I'm with you. He is a Hall of Famer. But so is Jr. So is Keith Kachuk. Yeah. Like how those guys scored 500 goals. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Miguel, I don't understand it. I don't. I, I really don't. Too many guys out there that should be in it, and I don't. I don't understand why they're not in it. Some of these guys are getting older, and if they're on the brink and they're legitimate Hall of Famers, I'm not talking about you know guys that are. You're like what? I'm talking about guys because you have a whole bunch of guys that are coming up that are are going to be Hall of Famers and are continue to push these guys down. And some of these guys deserve to see this honor while they're alive. Mm-hmm. What is the Hall of Fame? I don't even understand anymore, right? Like if a guy, I mean, Kachuk, JR, they got 500 goals. How many How many points did he have? 1,250 maybe or something like that? It's I think insane amount I think of Kachuk's points. sperm should be on display at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> got a little vial like this is the super sperm <laughs> but yeah and the Quinn boys dad too you could throw his sperm in a vial Just... god they're sick and then call it breeding ground throw Mr. Stall in there Mr. <laughs> it's taking a turn Revs it's taking a turn <laughs> hey, this is where we cut him off <laughs> hey, this is where we turn to Howard Stern <laughs> uh, do me a favor, Mr. Kachuk. If you wouldn't mind taking this vial or this container into the room there and masturbating, we're going to put it on display for the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Thomas. Great stuff today, man. Thank you. Don't worry, I'll edit that out, <laughs> or I won't. <laughs>